Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. I've got nothing, Will. I can't hear a thing. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Charles, if you're there, I can. I'm here. Can you hear me, Charles? Uh, Okay, good evening, folks. Uh, I can hear you, Will. Good evening, folks. Uh, Welcome to Let's Talk CFL, and of course... With, as in normal, we're having some fun with Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. And it's really enjoyable not. so. But we are here to talk about football for the next couple of hours. Uh, CJ will be uh, joining us some momentarily online. He's having some audio issues. I do have Will online. Hello, Will. How are you today? I'm good, Charles. And yourself? I'm fine. Just another beautiful uh, day with Blog Talk Radio. Yes, it's very good. Blog Talk Radio is very yes. good. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, sure. Wonderful. Yes. Why, why does it seem like we have to? Why does it seem like we go through this every single freaking week? I don't know. CJ says get the program up and call me. So. Okay. Well, we were do we are doing that right now. Uh, right. I just gotta pull that up and we'll bring and him on. Oh, are you calling him? No, no, I'm not calling him. I'm not up. Okay, I didn't call anybody. That's weird. It just started ringing. I hadn't called anybody. What's with Rudy? I saw he was driving or something. Yeah, he was trying to get on, but it was the same. They couldn't hear him. We couldn't hear him either. I could hear everybody, but nobody could hear me. Okay, well, I can hear you, fortunately, so at least one of us can hear you. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, okay. Just getting my computer set up here, and then I can try to call CJ and it see only, if he can. It only, uh, it only takes two. That's true. Yep. We act. We actually have a football game to talk about this week. A preseason game, mind you, at that. But hey, hey why not? Hey, hey, I have Charles. Oh, there we go. Now we got three. Now we got I hear three. Things. Hello. And then there was three, and then there was three. Can you hear me, CJ? I have you, Will. I hear Will. I hear Charles. Okay. We have we have liftoff. Okay. Okay. All right. Things are going better I now. Headset. I didn't want to do this tomorrow. I anyway, could try my headset, so. but I probably shouldn't. No, probably not. You're on. You're good. We're all I'm, good. I'm on. We're good. Let's not talk with it. Okay. Uh, did you guys start the show? Did we do anything? Are we just mambling idiots right now? Well, no, we just mumbling, we're just. Pretty much, yep. Take it away. Take it away. Okay. This is Let's Talk. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 531. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you live from a technologically challenged blog talk radio. What a piece of shit this organization is. Anyhow, my bad. Uh, sorry it took us so long to get in and get online, but we're here and we're going to talk football for at least the next uh, hour and 56 minutes. And uh, we'll go from there. We've had one season preseason game. 
We're going to have a bunch more on Saturday. I don't, you know, one thing about preseason games that really bothered me, why do they have two of them at the same time? Can they not, like, spread them out so that you can watch each and every one of them? No, they have to have two on at the same time so that you have to pick which game you want to watch. Not that preseason is really important and that the football is any good, but seriously, we only have so many games. Why can't we watch them? It, just, it, it bothers me why, why they have two games on at the same time. And they do. And, uh, yeah, and it's uh, just kind of weird. Bothers me. Anyhow, uh, let's open up the mics here. We've got them open because we've been talking. Um, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Uh, always fun with Blog Talk Radio. I but hey, so we're disgusting. on now. We can actually finally hear each other. So, but uh, yeah, no, we can. Glad to be back. I missed last week's show away uh, in the east, but uh, back in the saddle tonight. Why the hell did you go to Toronto? Was it like business or something? Because like nobody goes there on purpose. I actually did. I'd never been there before, and uh, it wasn't so much Toronto we went to. Like we did go to Toronto, but it was more about going to Niagara Falls, and because we had always wanted to go there, and that's kind of why we went there. We just happened to go to Toronto because it was close by. Yeah, I, I saw that the Niagara Falls pictures and everything else, like in your little rain mm-hmm. suits and having fun and doing yep. all sorts of things down St. Catherine's Way, isn't it? Uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth Expressway. Okay, yeah. Well, no, St. Catharines is a town. I think I thought it was the closest town to oh. Niagara. Yeah, so that's not, down close Niagara by. That's true. You're right about that. That's New right. New York City. Right. Niagara is actually an, uh, an American city. Well, actually, it's on both sides of the border. There's Niagara Falls, Ontario, and Niagara Falls, uh, New York. Like it's a town? Uh, yep. On both sides of the border. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's amazing how, how the Americans make this big deal out of Niagara Falls, and Niagara Falls is actually quite ugly, where the Canadian Falls, which is called Horseshoe Falls, is quite beautiful. Yes. Anyhow. It's much nicer. It's much nicer. And every picture they say, oh, this is Niagara Falls. No, that's Horseshoe Falls. That's not mm-hmm. Niagara Falls. That's not in America. Don't be trying to steal our shit. Yeah. They do. They always try to steal our shit. Anyhow, William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm all good. I got to go to a football game on Monday, something that resembled a football game. The first half. You're going to have to tell us all about that. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it was uh, breathing in smoke. uh, Yeah, actually, the smoke wasn't that bad. It yeah, to be honest, I saw the pictures that you posted. It didn't look too bad. Actually, I didn't post any pictures. That was all sparky. Or somebody did. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? The first half was kind of boring. Um, and then uh, the first half ended, and then it started to rain, and they suspended the game for an hour and a bit because there's thunder and lightning. And normally I would go home. But I made, the mistake, I made the mistake of letting my wife drop me off at the stadium that day because we were out, ah. out and so and so I just kind of hung out. I hung out with Colton Hunchek's dad. We drank coffee, talked about football and stuff like that. And then before you know it, the sun comes out. They unsuspend the game, and there was a second half of real football. There was 
I think, four touchdowns in the second half. Wow. And uh, there's some defensive stops, and, and, and I can't tell you what each team is going to look like because it's exhibition, and I don't know who was on the field. I mean, Jake Mayer played two series, I think. Um, his backup played a quarter and a half. And then That's two other guys I've never heard of generated most of the offense. So, you know, so, you know, that's exhibition, right? I, mm-hmm. I'm still convinced that I'm still convinced that Edmonton's going to be good and Calgary's not going to be that good. So we shall see. We shall see. I did see some comments where Edmonton didn't really play any of their starters, and Calgary did play about half of them. So that's not unusual for a preseason. Well, but that's not unusual because Edmonton didn't bring their starters with them. Okay, right, right, because it's because it's a road game. So you know, so and like I said, Calgary starters didn't play very long. So and they had one, they had one major injury to a guy I've never heard of, and he did his AC. So other than that, they were okay. So well, um, Charles, did you watch the game on CFL Live? Uh, only for a few minutes. I was out of town at the time, so I only saw it for a couple of minutes. Okay. I, I'm look, kind of looking for somebody that can tell us how that was. I was unable to watch it, so um, it was on at a dumb time, and I had work to do. I was actually racing, um, which to me is a little bit more important than watching a preseason game between two Alberta teams. So I, I was in a race car. Um, and yet, it's hard to watch a game. Green. Yeah, it's very hard to watch a game. Yeah. It's, it's much more exciting watching the cars roll around. Uh, anyhow, so that's uh, kind of the way that that flew down, and that's unfortunate. I'm going to have to actually compare the schedule to the BC Lions schedule to my racing schedule to see how many games I'm going to miss this year. But uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not that many. We're mostly Saturday night racing, so that shouldn't be too hard because BC never gets Saturday games or very few. Uh, anyhow. Okay, so um, let's get into the agenda, which I can't find now because it's scrolled way up. Sorry we'll about that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to. Didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I was meant to copy it to you, but didn't get a chance. I was kind of scrambling at yeah, the last no, minute. No worries, no worries. Okay, so this article here uh, by O'Leary, um, Timothy O'Leary, but uh, <laughs> that would be funny. But Chris O'Leary, the senior writer um, with CFL.ca, he uh, wrote an article called Panning for Gold in the Elks and Calgary game. Uh, It was quite interesting. I read this article. Um, The preseason, they talked about all sorts of stuff. What is that? Sorry, somebody in a car? It's all gone. Oh. Yeah, it's all gone. Okay. Um, anyhow, this 25-year-old pastor uh, out of Troy 
Uh, Jared Dugay, um, he seems to have done quite well. 11 for 14, 136 yards, one touchdown. Uh, not bad. He he put up a solid fight for the third position. Taylor Cornelius and Trey Ford are, are the one-two punch in Edmonton for this year. Uh, it looks like Dugay is going to be number three. Uh, he was the best of the best, the best from the rest. Um, what's going on here? Hang on. Where was that? I read something earlier. Okay, we'll talk about that later. The uh, 22-year-old. Uh, anyhow, the, you were talking about Logan Bonner, uh, the quarterback for Calgary, William, and there's a Luther Hakanova, who, something like this, who uh, was a receiver. Hakanavanu. Yeah. He's a second. Yeah, what is he, fucking Hawaiian? No, no, he's uh, Nigerian. Um, he's oh. uh, He was our first-round draft pick two years ago, I do believe, from York University. Um, and he's he's been a – he's been a – it's quite funny because I – I saw some highlights of him in college, and I also know a couple of players who played with him in college, and apparently he couldn't catch a ball in college, okay? <laughs> like, they'd hit him in the hands, and, and he'd drop the ball. Well, since he's been with the Stampeders, he catches everything they throw to him. So That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So obviously somebody taught him how to catch a ball. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's always a plus. Um, so yeah, he'll be a starter in Calgary this year. He was a starter last year. Um, but yeah, this uh, this quarterback, he was he he threw three touchdown passes or two touchdown passes. Throws a pretty hard ball. Um, and and Burroughs, I think his name was, and it was Sparky who was talking about him, not me. Um, and uh, so and, you were just uh, talking he, about the Calgary having a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's the third string quarterback, as far as I know, if he even sticks yeah. with the team. And yeah, he threw some good balls. So, I mean, once again, I don't know any of Edmonton's players. So he threw. He played the whole fourth quarter, threw two touchdown passes. I think he had a pick as well. But I don't know who he was playing against, so you can't really, really, you know what I mean? You can't. Really it's hard to really judge. judge. Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, from that performance, will he be the third string quarterback? Absolutely, he will be. Okay, because their second string quarterback did exact. Their second string quarterback did exactly what he did last year. And I hate quarterbacks like this. He's a run first guy, pass second guy. He's a Chris Drebler wannabe, and uh, and Jake Mayer, Jake Mayer wasn't in long enough for me to make a choice. So we okay. shall see. So on one and of I mean, the um, touchdowns, Calgary went for, probably still wasn't facing those. One of the touchdowns, nice Calgary went for a two point conversion, and yeah. and and yes. it. 
got screwed up with a penalty or something. Edmonton took a penalty. What happened on it? Because it doesn't really say anything about whether it was successful or not. It just says that they got two cracks at it. Yeah, pass is pass interference in the end zone. That was the That's first time. They, did they make yeah, the two-point conversion? Yes, they did. Was it successful? Yes, it was. Okay. Okay. Yes, it was the second time. So overall, the game was less important than the fact that Will got to watch football. You know what? It was. It was. Uh... As far as football goes, it was a back-and-forth entertaining game. I wasn't bored. Me and, the, okay, well, me, and the other four, me and the other 14 people in the second half, we weren't bored at all, okay? Because so <laughs> many people left. So many people left when it started to rain, all right? And, uh, yeah, I, I liked it because I, I, I prefer not to sit Okay, but when you stand up, people get mad at you. So I got to stand up the entire second half because there was nobody in the stadium. It was awesome. Okay. Okay, so we can't really talk about the second one here, which is the CFL watching free online preseason games, other than the fact that this is an awesome thing that the CFL has done. And it yes. seems that they're doing the, the um, stadium in-feed and, and in using the home team's radio broadcast for the commentary. And uh, oh, according to a couple of things I've read, that it turned out really well. The people were impressed with it, and it, it, it went they went together. It wasn't like... A, you know, something happens, and then five seconds later, you talk about it or something else. Like it wasn't out of sync like that. So the um, the broadcast turned out okay, I guess. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. It's a yep. good presentation, and it's a look for the CFL. And uh, I guess yeah, I hope they I guess they're nonstop. I guess I guess they're not using Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> no fuck no. So there you so, go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna try and keep track of the exhibition games. I'm gonna try and watch them online. So we'll see. Yeah, well you can. Oh, you 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 can only watch the live. Okay. Yeah, that that I wish it was a bit of a different. You can only watch them live. There's no like uh, on demand after the game is over. Yeah, yeah, no. That's I wish there was, but do that. Yeah. That, that I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, no, you have to watch them live. So that's uh, okay. So let's uh, just move on from this because I, I think we've got a few things that we can do in the agenda, and then i got a bunch of stuff we can do off the agenda if we need need to, and that's okay. That's cool. Um, new look boatmen are going to reveal uniforms for the 2023 season. Um, I I hate these. I, I absolutely hate them. They, they're this pale, baby blue, gay-looking uniforms. I have no use for this. This is garbage. I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Did the Toronto Argonauts go woke on us? I, 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 I don't know what to say. Uh, please, Will, you come in and save me right now because I'm going to say something that's going to be bad. 
Did you actually, Dead silence. Did you actually just say, did you actually just say gay looking uniforms? I I may have. Yeah. Did I? Did you actually just say that? I think you did. Yeah. Oh my lord. Okay. Well, I don't disagree with you. I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't call them gay, but I'll call them ugly as shit. Okay. They're not manly. I, 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 I've never liked the baby blue. Okay, not even close. And I kind of, I kind of like the darker blue color. But yeah, the baby blue doesn't doesn't impress me. And the thing that impresses me impresses me the least is their helmet. Their helmet is god awful because it's that baby blue. So it's a baby blue I, I helmet. I don't know. I don't know who picks these things, but they need to get some taste. Did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. I, I don't know. It just with all these companies going woke, you d- would not think that the Toronto Argonauts would. But you know, being MLSE um, owned, yeah, being owned by a media giant who uh, is is. Something this left-wing agenda, I, I, I understand it. it. It just makes perfect sense. I just never thought of it like that. God, well, I don't get it. I don't get it how you have all these shades of blue in the world, and that's what you come up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm oh, sorry. Well. It, it doesn't. Charles, what's your take on this one? Uh, to me, the Argos have always been a dark blue. Uh, it's been they've been like that really since the whole time I've been growing up. Uh, the darker blue and the white. I just, I don't know. I try to like them, but I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I, I like the older dark blue ones. These ones don't say football yeah. uniform to me. I, I I just can't like it. I like the fact that they've gone to the old school like uh boat uh emblem on uh on the uh helmet, but I, I really wish it would have just been done with the dark blue. Yeah. The the I don't boat like logo the as they call they like to call it. Yeah, I just I'm sorry, I just I, I absolutely hate it. Uh there there's no Seriously, I would rather have the Kentucky Fried Chicken uniform from Calgary last year. It's just, this was just wrong on so many late levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't care for it. Anyways, I think we're pretty much unanimous on that. Yeah, it is. And you, let's just deal with something really stupid here for a second, okay? And it's not football-related. I just saw a post okay. that the Cowichan Valley School District is teaching new things this year. The school kit includes a booklet on safe drug snorting, as well as straws for snorting and small cards for cutting lines of powder drugs was left. Yeah, you know what? I saw that too. That's that's awful. What what the fuck were they thinking? They weren't I'm obviously. Sorry, I, I, I'm seriously, I cannot. I I don't understand. 
how how can you do something like this? You want to snort drugs safely? Well, here's your instructions. Yeah, this is not being handed out at a high school that my kids are going to. This is this is why people are homeschooling. Well, you're an idiot. We'll just, we'll just harm we'll up. just hung up. Not supposed to do that yet. Show's yeah, not over. Know. Well, that's ridiculous. So, safe so drug snorting. Yeah, safe drug snorting. I mean, like seriously, how 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 does that happen? How can you send this out in a care package to students? I, I, I it was just too stupid. I couldn't just go past it. I had to talk about it. No, I, um, I don't bring it Well, hello. I got excited for a minute. Sorry. Your big finger's gone away again. Yeah, no, because what you were talking about, what were you talking about? Safe drug snorting. Okay. So I have I have an eye infection, okay? And okay. I went okay. to get I went to get some antibiotic drops at the pharmacy today. And okay. I know the pharmacist. I know the pharmacist, and she hands me this case, and it's a program the government is sponsoring, and it's injections if I happen to come across somebody who's uh, overdosed on opiates. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so she gives me this free kit. I get in my car. I open this thing. It's got three syringes. It's got three vials of drugs. And if you happen upon somebody who's overdosed on opiates, you're supposed to give them a shot. And it's a current government program. And they're handing these things out to people when they come in the drugstore. And it's like, what the fuck is the world coming to? Why don't they just give out free insulin for diabetic people? It would make more sense. Okay, we we got to get back to football. Yes, we we do. We got to get back to football. But the world is fucked. Okay, the world is seriously fucked. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, Will, we are uh, in the. third trimester, if not fourth quarter of our lives. Thankfully, we don't have to put up with this shit much longer. I don't think I'm going to make it to overtime, which I'm okay with, okay? Yeah. Well, my mother's 93, so I'm I'm okay with that. I know. I know. Okay, let's move on. Uh, CFL Game Zone relaunches upgraded fan experience. I didn't get to this one. Charles, did you read it? Uh, just uh, in passing, this is all part of the, the genius sports stuff. Uh, that They have the upgraded fan experience with basically better in-game stats. That's all this. So on, because this be- is an actual 
anything. No, it's more about live stats and viewing them in real time. Right. Okay, yeah. And, and which is good. But okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. Cuz they keep they keep doing the CFL game zone and then they've got like a, a, a Xbox controller. And that always throws me off. Yeah, because what I thought, I thought it was a vi- like maybe finally a video game, but because they had the the controller yeah. there, but that was not the case. That's not the case. Okay, so um, okay, this is just a, a, a tool for uh, sports betting. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm not really jumping up and down about that. Okay, so this next one is another one you're going to have to talk to me about because. I, I really don't know too much about this guy, except for it's important because we lost Sean Lemon because of it. Uh, Jonathan Kongbo uh, came back. At, he was with the Bombers, I believe, originally. Yes, and, he was. Uh, went, went down to the NFL and uh, I guess didn't make it, so he's come back. And he's a BC boy, so this is a Canadian defensive lineman is it am i correct am i reading all of this properly you are correct i mean that's a bit of a rarity to have a canadian defensive end it is very much ratio breaker yeah and uh cool 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 yeah played with the bombers he actually I was just going to say, he's had two stints in the NFL. Uh, He played for the Bombers originally uh, back in, he was drafted uh, in the 2019 draft, uh, played for the Bombers in 2019, uh, played well. He got released after the 2019 season. He signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Didn't last long down there. He he signed in January of 2020. He got uh, waived. And released in September of 2020, so only lasted there nine months. I don't—he didn't even make it to the season, so it looked like he was a, uh, a training camp cut. Went back to the Bombers on a one-year contract. Played the 2021 that shortened uh, COVID-shortened season, yeah. three sacks. Uh, played there, and then they released him again, so he could go back and try the NFL. Signed with the Bron- Denver Broncos on January 12, 2022 was put on waivers August 30th, 2022, went to the practice roster. He did end up going to the active roster on October 6th. It obviously didn't go well because they put him on waivers on October 11th, and uh, they eventually would cut him uh, in the early part of 2023. And now he signed with the Lions. So none of that really sounds promising. Well, he's a two-time breakup champion, but, I mean, he he went to the NFL twice. Yeah. Okay. So he was on a great cup championship team. That doesn't make him a great – you know what I mean there. Um, So the problem that – But I I would assume he was a rotational defensive player with the Bombers because they have Jefferson and and, uh, Jeffco as their starting defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, so good point. He he hasn't amounted to much in the CFL and or the NFL. 
Not saying that it's a bad thing, but why would you dump Sean Lemon, a proven, proven defensive lineman, for this guy? Obviously, somebody's high on him. That's all I can say. Because they also and I think it, they also it, they, they also cut Herdman at the same time. Because yeah, of this. yeah, that kind of that kind of threw me for a loop. I kind of I kind of feel for Sean Lemon because I don't know if he will sign with anybody else. I hope so because I still deserve, think he deserves a chance. And Calgary signed Herdman today, actually. So yes, they did. So there you go. He's going to get a chance in Calgary. So there are some things that make me shake my head. Yeah, well, somebody had a reason. I mean, Sean Sean Lemon was a nominee for Defensive Player of the Year last year. Yes, he was. Yeah. But oh, by the way, again, I think Rudy wants to come on. Yeah, well, that but means I got to find Rudy. Put it up. But once again, is he is he younger, faster? That's the question. Okay. I think that's probably has a lot. I think his birthday maybe, has probably a lot to do with this. Long they're thinking long-term. Because you would think that this guy right. has tried for four years now to make the NFL, and it's pretty obvious he's not going to do it. So, right. let's so be that a means start he's Long-term in the CFL, if he can make yeah. the CFL. I mean, that's one of the big kickers right now. We don't know whether or not he's going to. I mean, the first year that he played in Winnipeg in 2019, uh, he he injured his knee or, or he was recovering from a knee injury or something like that. So, you know, I I'm not saying no to the guy. I'm just saying I don't know. I don't have enough information to make an opinion one way or the other. But we do know what Lemon is capable of. I, I'm just and I and I and I would I would agree. I'm disappointed that they took a star like Lemon, who I was disappointed Calgary didn't sign him either, to be honest with you. And then this guy comes along out of the blue, and they just drop Lemon like nothing. And this, I don't know what what it is with Sean Lemon. He gets a bad rap because they say, I mean, if you guys think about it, for the last four years. He's been been productive on every team he's been with, BC, Toronto, and Calgary. And they also say yeah, he's but, a leader. They also say he's a leader in the dressing room. Okay? So what more can the guy do? Yeah, I don't know. I saw a tweet, I think it was by Willie Jefferson, and no, 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 it was Derek Dennis, I think it was, actually. And Derek Dennis says, What the fuck? <laughs> They del- they they released Sean Lemon for this guy. Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny. Yeah, well, but it was coming from Derek Dennis, so it's a, a hard one to. Uh, yeah, but don't forget Derek Dennis. Derek Dennis is an offensive lineman. He's gone against all the defensive ends in the CFL, probably including that guy. So. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. including Sean Lemon. Yeah. So, whatever. No, I don't think it's I. I'm. I don't think it was a good move. I would have kept Sean Lemon. 
Okay, so um, I think we have Rudy on line now. I don't know. He hasn't said anything. So say something. Maybe we don't have Rudy. Maybe we don't. Rudy, are you there? I thought we did too. He's been on. He's been on a couple of times, and he started talking, and you, I could hear him, but he couldn't hear us. So maybe he's got his. Maybe he's got something on mute. You never know. Okay, so he's the two four zero number. Um, what's going on, Rudy? Oh, he's typing now. We're home now. Well, yeah, I phoned you, you idiot. Online. I can't hear anything. Okay. Um, two five two four oh two oh four number. So we just delete him there and call him back now and call us again. Okay, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The one thing about it, it, I didn't understand it because it didn't make any noise when I was phoning, and I then I placed him in the room afterwards. Uh, let's see, where's one? He's right near Rudy. Oh, you there? I just Hello? heard him. There he is. What was that about? A oh, Charles. Okay. What? Rudy, you're online, right? You're 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 on the air. Um, welcome to the show. Uh, we've got some questions for you right now on a subject that we're talking about. Um, who the hell is Jonathan Kongbo? He played for you guys back in 2019. You remember every fucking shitty player. Um, was this guy any good? Hello? Hi. Did you not hear what I said? I don't think he can hear us. Hello? We can hear you. Can you hear us? He can't hear us. He can't hear us. Okay, he's gone again. I, I I thought I had a real nice little speech there, and it didn't work. Yeah, he didn't hear okay, it. We're gonna try. No, we're gonna try this one more time. He just kept going. Hello, hello, hello. We need a. We need Lily Tom breaker here. Okay, Rudy, can you hear us now? Rudy. I don't think so. I asked him if he's got his phone on mute or on on something. Well, no, because we wouldn't hear him. If he was on mute, we wouldn't hear him. Yeah, I mean, earlier when you called me, CJ, I was on Do Not Disturb, and I could... I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me, so maybe he's on Do Not Disturb or something. I don't know. I'm not, I had my daughter call my cell, and I have perfect sound. Okay, well, blog talk's fucking up. Nothing I can do about it. I'll give it one more attempt. I'm going to disconnect his headphones and just try the speaker. Yeah. And now is what happened to me is my headset. I had to disconnect my headset. It just would not work with my headset. I tried. Mm. Fuck you. Hello? Hello? Rudy, 
Can you hear us now? Yes. I can hear you now. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, felt like, that felt like a lot of work. The same thing was happening to me. I no mean, kidding. they could hear me, but I, I, I couldn't hear shit. And it all came down to my headset. I had to turn my headset off. It wasn't compatible with blog talk. It was really weird. Okay. Anyhow, weird. We have a question. We have a question for you that we're in the middle of the agenda right now. And um, Jonathan Kongbo, who has now just been signed by the BC Lions, he did play in Edmond or in Winnipeg in 2019. I believe he was rehabbing a knee injury. I don't know exactly what the extent he played. You remember all these idiot players. Um, what was he like? Is he any good? Why did we release Sean Lemon for this guy? I think when he's in shape, he'll be good. I think I think he had some injury issues, and I, I'm not sure. I think Winnipeg just wanted to um, go a different route. But I think when he's in shape, and I, I think he can be helpful. I think I think I think he'll add to the BC oh. Lions. No, Winnipeg released him so he could go to the NFL. Right. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that they didn't want him? It's just he wanted to go somewhere else. So yeah, I don't and they know. They filled that spot now. Well, they always had that spot filled, wasn't it? In a defensive end, I mean, it's going to be Willie Jefferson yeah. or Don uh, Jeffcoat or whatever Jeffcoat's first name is. I don't know. Is it Jackson, isn't it? Jackson. 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 Okay. So anyhow, it it it's just really confused me this move by the Lions, but we're going to let it go and uh, move on. Okay, we're, we got an article here on um, the Calgary Stampeders, uh, Kadeem Carey. He says that it is time for people to know that he is the best. Well, it is a three-down article, and that is a clickbait title. Um Time for people to know that I'm the best. Kadeem Carey primed for career year with Stampeders. That may be the only really shining star that the Stampeders have, but who knows? Who knows? We we could totally be surprised. William could be surprised. And the Stampeders can come out and perform wonderfully. All right, so do you want my opinion on this or not? Sure, I do, very much so. You're, you're Kadeem, the most important opinion Kadeem, on the subject. Kadeem Carey, Kadeem Carey is the best running back in the CFL by far and away. The only we problem is, the only problem is, there's one problem. <laughs> Dave Dickinson doesn't run the fucking ball, okay? He's a passing coach. To me, last year, the semifinal, it was all about hand the ball to Kadeem Carey. They would have beat BC. I guarantee it. But nope. They decided to throw it to people that didn't catch the ball. Okay? They, they, Kadeem Carey is the highest paid running back in the CFL. There's a reason for that. And I don't know why Calgary did it if they're not going to use them. Yeah, that doesn't make but, sense. But you know me, I'm an, I'm an offensive lineman. I think they should run the ball on every fucking play. 
and you should steamroll everybody, including the kickers on third down, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. There you go. Run the ball. So do you honestly believe Kadeem Carey is a better running back than William Stanbeck? William Stanbeck has had his time. He's passed his time. He gets injured. Kadeem Carey is better than William Stanbeck. I guarantee it. Hmm. I'm just asking a question. I'm just telling you my opinion. That's what I believe anyway. Okay, so if they're healthy, I don't know. William Stanback's a pretty damn good running back. What's that? Yeah. Didn't say anything. Yeah, he is, absolutely. He is a good running back, no doubt about it. But I think he he's been a little long in the two. Fortunately. Yes, he was. He had was. a broken leg happened in the first game of the season, remember? Yeah, so let's see. Oh, God. Don't you just hate it when you go to CFL.ca and you're looking for stats on something or you're looking for the schedule or you're looking for something, game results, and you put in what you're looking for and it comes up and it says, no available data, and it's because you're looking at this year, which doesn't have any data. So, Kadeem Carey was the number one rushing back in the CFL last year with 1,088 yards. He was a 1,000-yard runner. Okay, there was only three. One was James Butler in BC, and the other was Brady Oliveira in Winnipeg. Uh, the next one, Jamal Morrill, yeah, was like 666 yards, so it was way off the pace of everybody else. Um, if you actually go looking for a standback, it's like, Dude, man, he's like not even. Oh, he's like number thirty-two with one hundred and fifty-three yards, but he only played five. Yeah, he was injured all last season. Okay. That was a problem. He yeah. carried a thousand yards receiving or rushing, and he only played fourteen games. He missed four games. Right, and with That's with pretty, all those are pretty impressive numbers with. With Olivero in Winnipeg, you could put a you could put a fourteen year old transgender person behind that offensive line, and they would get a thousand yards. Just saying. Oh yes, I said that. Did you see the post that I put up about the alphabet? No. LGBT. We know we're going south now. LGBT. Liquor, guns, bacon, and tits. Oh, I did see that. I, I, I support the LG, LGBT community. 100%. Liquor, guns, bacon, and tits. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. We're having a football fan, okay? We're just not drinking Bud Light anymore. Never did. Budweiser is not beer. No. It's, got, it's made from rice. It's not beer. Purest when it comes. So, 
Kadeem Carey, number one rushing back in the CFL last year, says that he is going to have a career year this year. Well, you know, a thousand yards rushing in for Calgary is an amazing feat, especially in 14 games. So I, it's really hard to argue Will's point at this point. You know, I, there's no counterpoint to it. It's it's he's accurate. I I, I have to agree. You with know, you. you know, and I'll just I'll just give you a preview. Um, if if Winnipeg's receiving core is as light as I think it is this year. <coughs> Kadeem Carey could have 1,500 yards this year because they better run the ball or they're not going to win any games. Winnipeg's receiving core? No, yes, no, Calgary's receiving core is light. Yeah, you no, said sorry, Winnipeg. Sorry, Calgary's receiving core. That's horrible. Too many, too many well, Canadians they can run and no Americans. What was that? But they can run the ball, though, I? Oh. Yeah, they can run the ball. We'll see. I mean, and then, I mean, that's But if they can run it effectively, maybe it opens up the pass. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that would be wise on, on Dickinson's part, but he can get stubborn, too, so. Yeah. Okay. Jumping to the next article here. Trevor Harris, I love this one. I love this. Trevor Harris, Trevor Harris believes that five or six rider receivers capable of surpassing a thousand yard mark this season. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to have five or six receivers over a thousand yards. That's Trevor Harris's prediction. So have they, it, have it, they, have they? Have they signed those receivers yet or not? Yeah, which receivers might that be? Um, my question is, so when somebody moves to Saskatchewan, is it like they ask you to leave your brain at the border or something? I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how he could actually come out and say something like this. Been drinking the writer's Kool-Aid, I think. Which five or six? Name me two. Jeff Farrell, come on. Start by doing that. Who? Jeff Farrell, yeah, Ray Elgar, Don Narcisse, sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a thousand yard receiver last year. They didn't have one. So who do they have in their. We're going to have six. Well, they got Schaefer Baker, okay? Uh, he could. He Jake could. Lynch, score, he could, go he a could get a thousand yards. yards. He's capable, he anyway. Darrell Walker. Yep. Darrell Walker. At best two. Darrell Walker was capable two or three or four years ago. Yeah. I don't know if he's there yet. Here, now. I've had this argument with a couple of people online recently about Saskatchewan, or Saskatchewan, especially with Trevor Harris. It just seems like the players who are way past their best before date seem to end up in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan likes yep. to sign these guys that no, have played amazing careers, but no longer are performing at that high level. Saskatchewan seems to sign them. 
And it's, I think it's all about media hype than it is actually quality football. Yeah. Sell tickets, right? I, Try and sell tickets. Yeah, but they base it on their past performance and not what they're going to do in the future. Well, I mean, I know that's exactly what they're doing with Bo Levi Mitchell and Hamilton right now. Um, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. We're not there right now. We're talking about discussion. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's it's peak player. And it's not new. They've been doing this for a decade. G. Roy Simon. Um, who was the BC Lions slot back that I absolutely liked? It was just Jason Claremont. Jason Claremont. Jason, right? And yeah. you know, it, and and everybody that I, they just do this over and over and over again. They sign players. I mean, even Solomon Aluminian. I mean, those are three lions yeah. that they signed when BC said, "Yeah, you guys are way past your best before date. We don't want you anymore." Um, but let's go to Saskatchewan and play football. So if they probably get more perks playing in Saskatchewan than in the East too, right? Yeah, but but the problem is they don't. uh... Rudy, we're not blaming the players. The players going there makes sense. Okay, hundred percent, it makes sense to the player doing this. It doesn't make sense for Saskatchewan to be doing it. So my question is, okay, last year. Every team in the Western Division was better than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, except Edmonton. Edmonton made some big strides, in my opinion, to getting better. Saskatchewan went and picked up players that none of the teams that they need to beat wanted anymore. So if this guy wasn't good enough to be on the Lions, Stampeders, Elks, Bombers, it makes sense for him to go to Saskatchewan, doesn't it? And when you fill well, your yeah, entire team up with, with people who aren't good enough to be to play for the teams that you need to beat, it just means that you're a loser. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and, and Hopnagel's prime example of this he he signed unknown people time and time and time again and made stars out of them. He didn't go dredging the bottom, the dregs of the CFL for castaways from castoff from Toronto Argonauts or, or Montreal Alouettes or even the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's not something that Huffnagel ever did. It's not something Buono ever did. I was going to see Wally Buono was pretty much the same way, too. But, but you see, Christopher, there's certain things people do that... There's certain things that teams do and people do that you just don't understand. Like, for example, I, I know there's a guy in B.C. who painted his race car Saskatchewan green, so, um, you know, and I don't understand why that happens, Okay. So, but, 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 well, yeah. Know, just, well, yeah. yeah. I didn't paint my car that color. It came that way. That's what I bought it. And now my uh-huh. wife will that's let me like, paint. That's a likely story. Anyways, just saying. It actually came from Calgary, the car did. 
painted that color. Okay. It is a very nice green, as far as green goes. As far as green goes. Yeah. It's a cool car, but it's uh, it's green, so I'm not really happy with it. I bought another one. So, do you believe that five or six Saskatchewan Rough Riders could make 1,000 yards? We're talking about, okay, Schaefer Baker, Darrell Walker, who else is there? Uh, Brayden Lennis, Samuel Emu. I, I don't get it. Brayden Lennius could, he's well, got the ability well, to be a thousand yards. There's the guy that they signed okay. from Montreal as well. Um, what's his name? Well, he came over and with um, Lewis with Trevor with, Heron. Yes, he's capable too. Everybody's capable of getting a thousand yards in the CFL at the beginning of the can, year. Can we do the math for a second? Can we do the math for a second? So sure. six receivers, if my math is correct, six times a thousand is six thousand. That means he'll Harris will throw for over six thousand yards, but only to those receivers because obviously the running back's not gonna have a thousand yards. So he'll have to yeah, but so he's not it'll be a six thousand yard passing team. With that? But he's not yeah. going to have zero pass yards. So you got to say that Trevor Harris is going to – if they're going to have six receivers at 1,000 yards, he's got to throw for 7,000 yards. <laughs> sure. I'm all so in. So do, do the math, though. Do the math. If they, have, if they have six receivers, so he's got to throw for 7,000 yards for the season, how many yards is that per game? What's 7,000 yards? 7,000 yards. Divide by 18. Wait, I'm doing the math, I'm doing the math right here. 7,000. What does that work out to? Divided by 18. That means he has to average 389 yards a game. Well, that's doable. Good luck with that. Well, yeah, for <laughs> Doug Flutie. <laughs> Well, you know what, but, but, but there could be a couple of games that he falls short, but he can always make up on that by, you know, throwing for seven or 800 yards in a game, okay? so Yeah, but they don't, right. anything, they don't, they don't play the East teams enough. Anything's possible, guys. They don't, you, you do know that the record for yards in one game is 701 yards, right? Yes, I do. I of think it's 708. Of course I do. 708? Okay. My bad. I think so. That was Matt Dunnigan. I think it's higher. It was yes, Matt Dunnigan. Yes, Dunnigan. Yes, he was. Against Edmonton. What's his name? Um, sorry. Um, oh, my Lord. Rudy remembers that game and that season very well, don't you, Rudy? Was that yeah, not was the same there. season? Was, you know what, though? Yeah, but was for me, you know whose record he broke? Whose record did he break? Danny Barrett. Matt Dunnigan. Oh. Who had the record? Yeah, you're right. Danny, Danny Barrett. Danny Barrett. But anyway. How Danny Barrett ever threw um, for 601 yards in a game is beyond me. Must have been playing some You know what? I was, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you how that is. 
because I was actually at that game. It was a game in 1993. He was playing for the BC Lions against Toronto. The reason he broke that record is because he kept uh, at least four or five times in that game. He threw a dump-off pass to Sean Millington, who rambled for about 60 yards. He did that multiple times in that game. That's why he broke that record. And that was the game that God broke it. Uh, Sean uh, Millington, the name nickname Diesel. Yep. Unfor- yeah. But like for Donegan, so it was, was kind of a bittersweet uh, record because he got hurt. Donegan blew his Achilles tendon out right after that game, and that was it I, for the Bomber season. I was, was going to say, that was the same season, wasn't it? Because I... I sat on my little yeah. young floor crying like a crying like a two year old when he when he tore his Achilles tendon because I thought Winnipeg was going all the way that year. And and well, Rudy, and we who, did, who did they who did they put in as his replacement, Rudy? Fucking who played the rest of the Sammy season? fucking Garza. Sammy, Sammy Garza. Garza. God forbid. Cal Murphy. Sammy fucking Garza. Yeah. Yes, indeed. If you get anybody. If you get anybody with that team, they they hammer Edmonton in that great cup game, but they didn't, so didn't matter after that. Then it was then it was bad times after that. That was really the last '93 in Bombers. It got pretty ugly after that. I think we lost by 70 points in Edmonton in '95 in a in a in a West semifinal, something like that. Then Cal Murphy got fired. After that, in '96, let's let's take a vote of the panel here. Who believes Trevor Harris is full of shit? <laughs> yep. You know, yep. you know. I I, I'm up. surprised. I'm surprised, Christopher, because I mean, you 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 would probably be considered a salesman. Trevor Harris is just trying to be a salesman. He's trying to get people in the stands in Saskatchewan because he knows he's not that good. He knows his receivers aren't that good. But, I mean, do you want him to say that? Come on. Never, never, never. I'm a salesman, and I have been my entire life, okay? Never, never, never make a statement that your equipment cannot back up. Right. Okay. Back. Who's the running Undersell back if you get to your offense? Yeah, no kidding. You can just sit there because they're going to keep throwing. <laughs> needs to be, he can come in hungover every game. It won't matter. Okay. Let's jump over to this next three-down article. And again, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders quarterback. This time, it's a guy named Jake Golgala. Have you guys looked at this guy? The article was about him being found not guilty in a impaired driving charge. Now, he did get a re- receive a one-game suspension from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders saying that it, he violated their code of conduct. And good on them and everything else. And it's unacceptable behavior. Nobody should drive uh, after they've been consuming alcohol. Um, He was charged with um, driving over .08. And uh, 
the document evidence outlining the results of Dogala's breast samples was deemed inadmissible during the trial. So it's not that he was innocent. They just couldn't convict him. So he didn't get the, the, the cop. The, the cop obviously the screwed up somehow. The cop screwed up. That doesn't mean that he wasn't drunk. Okay. So I don't like the story because they're, they're, they're kind of making him out to be a bit of a hero now that he, 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 he's been found innocent. But mm-hmm. the whole thing that I got out of this, which was just fucking amazing to me, do you know who this guy is? Anybody? Back up for he's the writers. Six, he's six foot seven, 242-pound passer. Wow. Holy shit. Six foot seven. He makes Will look short. Now, he, he made his rounds in the NFL and nothing stuck. He's come up to the CFL and he's third string quarterback for the Rough Riders, third string. Okay, we got Trevor Harris in at first, and where is they? They had some guy here. They were telling me who the second string was. I don't know. I can't read the article well, again. Well, how tall? How tall is what's his name in Edmonton? Cornelius. He's close to that. Taylor Cornelius. He's yeah, pretty tall he's, too, I don't know, five, six, but I, I don't think he's not quite that big. But I think he's close to like six foot four. No, I think he's taller than that. He's not a five foot ten Doug Flutie. No, not that it matters because Sammy Garza oh, okay. was probably six Sorry. foot one. Uh, uh, it's Mason Fine is their backup quarterback. So does Dogala is fighting a new guy named Shea Patterson for the backup job. For the third stringer, because they still have Mason Fine under contract, and he has been given the the uh, number two spot. Yeah, Cornelius is six five. Last year, Cornelius is six five two thirty as well. So similar. Yeah, he's not far behind. Well, he's definitely a big boy. I mean, I I read that. I mean, the whole article is garbage. But I got to the almost the second to last paragraph, and it went: This six foot seven, two hundred forty-two pound passer spent time on the New England Patriots, Green Bay Packers, and Miami Dolphins. Now he he played on three good teams. Hard to stick on the New England Patriots when they got what's his name over there. Right? Uh, anyhow, besides the point. Uh, okay. Moving along, we're ripping through this. We got to do some more stuff. Um, Duke Williams, great feeling to be playing with the awesome Bo Levi Mitchell. Duke Williams, this is this ex rider guy who likes to spit on people, right? Did they did Hamilton sign Duke Williams too? Holy fuck! Yep. They signed everybody. 
Whoever, I mean, if they don't win the Grey Cup this year, they're going to, whoever, they're going to clean house. Because after all of those signings. Yeah, they're going to be good. What? They're going to be good. Well, they're going to be good, but if they don't win the Grey Cup, they're going to be. Well, they're they're holding up, but they have a cake. they have a cakewalk to the game. No, they don't. They're not going to beat the East. No, they you don't. Toronto's Tron- so. have a quarterback. Toronto's have a this quarterback. Is the Ottawa. The CFL is a quarterback-driven league. They don't have a quarterback. Well, hold on. That's not well, a fact yet. Let's wait. Yeah. Let's see how Bo. I think Bo will be fine. They'll, they'll protect them. You have to play Ottawa and, Mon- and Montreal is going to be terrible. I mean, they, they're not going to have a, a tough schedule. Travel won't be bad. They don't they don't play West teams very very much. So they're going like Calgary. Haven't played Edmonton. When Let, let's talk about that for a minute. Can you imagine the CFL? Okay, Bo Levi Mitchell is the quarterback in Calgary for ten years, and when he goes to another oh, team. They don't even schedule a game in Calgary against Hamilton. Like it would be fucking sold out two times over. But no, I think the, the schedule's already out. Yeah, well, fuck. It's because the, the East teams are whining about travel and blah, blah, blah. Wow. So they want an easier schedule. They, they, we want, everybody wants to see Hamilton. Everyone wants to see Hamilton play Ottawa six times a year. Like, yay. Like, I don't even like, – you can't. It's, it's ridiculous. I think didn't Hamilton yeah, play Toronto Hamilton six, five times? Or like, no, I, I hope Ottawa – I hope Ottawa has a good year. I mean, it's good for the CFL. I think Ottawa needs to have a good year. They're going to be better this year, I think. Can't be much you worse, think. to be perfectly but, honest. But if it's at the expense of the Alouettes, and if, and if the Alouettes are one in seventeen, that doesn't help the league much either. We'll see. That's also true. At least they have an owner. Stick with but it. It doesn't and matter because Toronto, Toronto, Toronto's going to be last in the East anyway, still because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Oh. And That'll Montreal with Cody Fajardo is going to be better? No. <laughs> Overall, yes. I'm sorry. I would take Chad Enough Kelly every week. day of the week over Cody Fajardo. And I don't know who Chad Kelly is. How would, would you know? You've never, seen Chad, you've never Cody seen Chad Fajardo. Kelly play. I don't care. I would rather dig up Joe Cap than have Cody Pichardo as well, the quarterback. I just don't know. I just don't know. That. I mean, the Owls lost a lot of their a lot of players. That some old guys from the O line. So I don't know. Cody might be. He was winding last year in Saskatchewan. Wait, wait. This year playing in Montreal with with less talent. No, it, 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 we're not. We're not disputing that about Montreal. What we're disputing right now is that Duke will 
has a great feeling to be playing with Bo Levi Mitchell, and Hamilton is going to be an absolutely awesome team. I'm surprised it would get Duke Williams because he's a cancer. Dillon is an amazing receiver. Or was. Yeah, I'm still not convinced his shoulder's still there. Still there. I think his shoulder. Oh, just watching him play the last Mitchell few years. Yes, Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. I I don't think you're gonna get the only person to explain yes. that is, is Rudy. Okay. William, William says the same thing. I'm not. Bo Levi Mitchell can't throw the fucking ball anymore. I'm not writing them off. How about guys? That? Guys. This is the last time. This is. I do agree. This is the last time I'm going to talk about this. Let's think about this for a minute. You got a guy who's been the starter in Calgary for ten years. Yes. Okay. And they bench him halfway through his last season, and he doesn't. And he doesn't put up a fight whatsoever. You don't hear from him. He doesn't bitch like Cody Fajardo. He doesn't complain. He doesn't do anything. And then you get a team like Calgary, who normally they have two or three guys waiting in the wings that's going to be the next one. Don't tell me, don't tell me they think Jake Mayer is going to be the next one. Because if they try and convince you of that, they're lying. Okay? So for me, there's something wrong with both. That's all I'm going to say. Whatever it might be. And then you know what? If Bo goes out this year and he's 14 and, and 3 or whatever it is and he, and he turns the league on fire, I'll eat crow every single day. But I just don't think so. I just don't think so. I honestly can't. William? Think of it this way. William, your logic is sound. Okay? I know. But There's some no things aren't logical. Some things are logical. I mentioned in the Western semifinal last year, and Mayor clearly wasn't in getting done, and they still didn't put Bo Levi Mitchell into a garbage time. Shows you how Correct. much uh, they thought of him. Correct. And nobody's saying anything in Calgary. You heart, they hardly even mention Bo not being there. What does that tell you? Okay? Nobody, nobody, nobody on Calgary complained last year when he wasn't the starter. What does that tell you? I 100% think I agree his shoulder is not close to 100%. But Ricky Ray won a great cup with a shoulder just as bad as, as Bowley by Mitchell's in 2017. Oh, oh so, please, please, I mean, please do not compare Ricky Ray with Bowley by Mitchell. You're insulting one well, of the best but, quarterbacks. But, I, I mean, but I'm, I'm comparing shoulders. Like when Peyton Manning won a, uh, a Super Bowl, his last Super Bowl in uh, – 
in Denver. He had no he had no arm. He couldn't throw the ball more than fifteen twenty yards downfield. It was ridiculous. But teams teams find a way. Yeah, but that's a, a good that's a big pass in the NFL. That's a big pass in the NFL, and most of theirs running plays anyhow. So having not a shoulder in the NFL is not that big of a deal. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying, you know, it's not as big a deal as it is in the throw first CFL. Um, No, I'm just not writing him off. I'm not saying he's, I'm just not writing Bo off. And the East is is weak. So, I mean, they can easily get first and need to win one game against the mediocre East team. So, I mean, you need you need him to stay healthy for the entire season. The odds of that happening are minuscule. They don't have a quality backup quarterback. They let Dane Evans go. Who is on the rock? Dane Evans signed Dane Evans signed in BC for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. What Matt does that tell Schlitz you? Matt Schlitz is your backup. Matt Schlitz is your backup. Who's the backup? Yeah. That's my point. Who's the backup in Hamilton? Matt, Matt Schlitz. Schlitz. Like, who Matt is Schlitz. Matt Schlitz. He, yeah, exactly. If you don't know who we're okay. talking about, he ain't that good. That's a good beer. No, it's not. It's American beer. There's no good American <laughs> beer. Samuel Adams is the best. Go have a Bud Light, Rudy. No. Never liked it. Okay. Moving on. The last article that we have here to play with and before I go up and have fun. Uh, Alouette. Jason Moss expects great things from a leaner, meaner running back, William Standback. Last year, he was injury-ridden. This year, he's strong. Rehab. Is he going to be able to keep it up? How old is he now? Anybody? Stanback? Yeah. Okay. Just looking it up. He, he, he is thirty-two. Uh, Stanback is twenty-eight years old. Twenty-eight. Okay, he's a lot younger than I thought. Well, July sixth, nineteen ninety-four. Wow. People in the nineties are playing football professionally. Yeah, I'm feeling old. He wasn't 14 years after I graduated, he was born. Wow. So that's not okay. overly old for a running back. No, it's not, not old for a running back. So if he has rehab and he is back and leaner and meaner, as Jason Moss has put it, I – I, I like him. I really like his style of running back. I wish he was a lion. Um, I'm happy he's back in the league. He makes the league a better place. I'm sorry that he's on Montreal, but it might be the only good thing that Montreal has. 
If Cody Fajardo can hand the ball off without fucking that up, then Montreal might. No, they won't. Never mind. <laughs> they got pulled Cody Fajardo as a quarterback. There are three teams in this league right now that I have absolutely no hope for this season. Can you name them? Hmm. Anybody? Three teams? Three Saskatchewan, teams. Montreal. Saskatchewan, Montreal, Calgary. No. I have more hope for Calgary than Hamilton, you know Hamilton's my third. I, I have no hope for Hamilton. You guys, I don't know if you guys realize that William Stanback has only played four seasons in the CFL. And he's actually, he's actually more impressive than I thought he was because he's never played an entire 18-game season. And in two of those seasons, he had over 1,000 yards. So, yeah. and one of the seasons, one of the seasons where he had over a thousand yards, he only played twelve games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. But on the other hand, I'd have to look and see how bad Montreal was, and if they ran the ball every fucking play. So, well, yeah, okay, just just go look at look at his thousand yard season. Look at Kadeem Carey's thousand yard season last year, and look at touches. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the big kicker. That was the kicker for me when we were comparing John Cornish to Andrew Harris way back when. Went wait, uh, William oh is God, that? Do we have to do this again? John Cornish had a zillion touches do we in comparison. Have to do this again? Do we have to do this? No, we don't. We do, don't we? Okay. Well, no, because you were wrong back then, and you'd be wrong again now. So we're not doing. Fuck! Anything. I wasn't even. I wasn't even close to wrong, and and I was just gonna mention since I didn't get a chance to. I I I'm a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agreed with uh, with Rudy when he compared uh, with what Christopher said. You should never, ever, ever compare Bo Levi Mitchell to that guy in Toronto. Okay, because that guy in Toronto couldn't break glass with his throw. Anyways, Ricky Ray is who I'm talking about. Um, now, where were we? I, I hear silence. Why? Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out why you're so delusional. <laughs> you're the delusional one, old man. Anyways, kind of kind of came in here and said William Stanback's actually a much better running back than you thought he was, right? Yes, I did. And I've always William liked William Stanback. will I've be the leading liked... running back in the Eastern Division, and uh, Kadeem Carey will be the leading rusher in the Western Division, and we'll just have to see who is the best runner overall. Uh, because I, I, I'm Stanbeck has completely impressed me over the years. Kadeem Carey is a pretty good running back considering Dave's offense. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. So now we're going to go to a couple of things. We've got, you know, 25 minutes left in the show. We're going to go over to the Let's Talk CFL Facebook group because Charles, I didn't see anything pop up from you today about Tina Turner dying. Uh, I posted it on my page. Yes, I did. It didn't come up on my Did you do something bad recently that you're, you're way far down? No, I'm not. I don't know. It's definitely on my page. Okay, so there was an article. Here it is. Um, Bet Regal has put out the CFL outright odds of winning the Grey Cup this year. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. Okay. And then we can. And do a bunch of things. So they have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at plus 230. Hamilton Tiger Cats are in second at 480. Toronto at 505. BC at 540. Calgary at 600. Montreal at 1120. Ottawa at 1190. Saskatchewan at 1215. Edmonton Elks at 1975. Now, I have a couple of things to say about this. First off, you would think, you would think that a company, a company that earns its income from betting and people betting stupidly um, would actually look into what the CFL is about before they put their odds out. Because right now, if I had some spare capital, I'd throw it on the Edmonton Elks at 19.75 because those are phenomenal odds, and Edmonton could actually do it. I don't see how they can put Hamilton and Toronto in second and third place, respectively. I mean, it's almost embarrassing picking an Eastern team at all. Is that... uh, a shitty uh, comment on my part, definitely. But looking at this, these odds, William, who would you put money on? Who would I put money on? Edmonton. Edmonton I mean, for sure. Putting- Ten bucks on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and winning twelve dollars and thirty cents doesn't make sense to me. Of course not. No, of course not. not I what was it was it was it six years ago, five years ago, I can't remember. I was in Vegas and I was looking at some things bookies had and that year they had uh I think they had thirty to one odds that the Raiders made the playoffs. And I was there anyways, so I threw down a hundred bucks. I won three grand. So, so why not, right? Edmonton. Yeah. You see the neatest the neatest thing about about that and the CFL is is you could pick the low guy on the totem pole in the CFL, and and you never know. There's a real good chance in a nine team league. That they may they could win the Great Cup, okay? 
anybody well, can that's win the Grey Cup in the CFL. Yes, absolutely. Look at the odds that they're they're putting Edmonton at. It's just fucking I amazing. I know. I know. But I mean, you're I gonna mean, make hundred twenty. Say what? Is it two hundred? No, it's twenty times. No. Be twenty times your money. I don't know. I am completely dumbfounded by this. It it it, 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 it it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd put money on Ottawa. Because they could be a better team this year with Mazzoli. The East is a crap division. They could sneak through the East, and then maybe they get a uh, uh, the you, you, you play a good game in the Grey Cup, as we saw last year with the Argos, and you can win the Grey Cup uh, even though you're you're kind of a mediocre season. Put a hundred bucks on the Red Blacks. Put a hundred bucks on the Elks, and sit back and watch the two of them win the Grey Cup together. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes, it would be. Funny as hell. Okay, we got half an hour left in the show. I've got let's let's go through the teams and tell me whether or not they've done enough to their team to make themselves win. Okay? Let's start with this list and go with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers done? What have they got? What do they need to do? Can you keep this brief, Rudy? Yeah. Um, they they brought in a kicker, so that made me happy. Um, they've shored up their, their receiving core is ridiculous, so that's They've actually improved that. Um, I'm a little bit worried about their – they're getting a little bit old. You know, Jefferson and Jeff Coat, they're – I mean, uh, we're getting a little bit older, but I think they still have a year – I think they still have a couple of years left. But uh, I think uh, the Bombers have improved somewhat. Um, the old line looked a bit shaky in the Grey Cup game, so um, that needs to be uh, addressed. And uh, but I think I don't see any. But I think they'll be there at the end. They'll they'll be in they'll be in the West final, and and I could see them in the Grey Cup. All honesty, right now, anybody who doesn't pick the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to be, uh, you know, up right up there is a fucking idiot. Because they they have to be the number one pick right now. I'm not disputing that in any way, shape, or form. But I also think they're 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 a lot more beatable this year than they were last year and the year before. They're getting well. Last year they won a bunch of games. I don't think they made enough to make themselves to keep consistent at the level that they've been playing. I don't believe that they've made themselves better. I actually believe they have taken some steps backwards because they haven't had enough change. 
that's that's kind of an iffy opinion on my part. I also don't think that they've got a quality backup quarterback. Always, always, always been a problem me of mine with anybody who has Zach as a quarterback. I love Zach Caleros. Don't get me wrong. No, actually, but you never know actually, Drew Brown. Uh, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Drew Brown's actually pretty good. I'm not. He 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 should actually. He'll be better than some of the starters this year. My, I'm. My, he'd be better than Fierro in Montreal. Drew Brown's pretty good. The Bombers are high on him. Well, what do you beat this year? played. I played. He had two starts last year. Okay. Okay. William, what's your opinion on on Winnipeg? Have you got one real quick? Yeah, Winnipeg. I mean, Winnipeg. They've got to be the team you pick hands down. Because I think, you know what? If they haven't gotten better, which I think they have gotten a little better, I don't think other teams have risen to their level. To be honest with you, so other teams haven't gotten better. But the thing Winnipeg has to do in order to make this happen is they have to stay injury free. And if they don't stay injury free, they're in trouble because it could, I mean, these guys are getting long in the tooth. And if they have a whole bunch of injuries, they could be in trouble. And there's some key places where they could have injuries. So, but that's just saying. So, you got you you got you got to be an idiot not to pick Winnipeg right now. Anyways, we're, we're kind of on the same page there, William. Yeah, absolutely. Charles. Yeah, I'm going to have to echo that. I mean, they've brought back basically most of their team uh, that has gotten them to three straight Grey Cups. Now, certainly, there is some concern about if they are getting. Uh, too old. Uh, I'm not nearly as confident as uh, uh, Rudy is on um, Drew Brown. Surprise, surprise. I mean, uh, I think he, the jury's still out on him. He hasn't seen enough playing uh, playing time to, to, I think, make a uh, real judgment on him. Not saying he can't do it, but I mean, not, I haven't seen enough to say that, to convince me he has. Uh, they get a couple of injuries, they could have some trouble. They've got a very good football team, but a couple guys go down, that could uh, that could hamper them. So I think they're still the favorite to win the West, but I think it's, um, you know, they're not as going to be the dominant force they have been, I don't think. That's, that's my opinion as well. Okay, let's jump into it. We're only going to do a couple of few of these teams because that took like eight minutes. Um, let's do the ones that I think are going to be the challengers in this. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats have signed everybody under the fucking rainbow. Um, they they have just built themselves a team, not only on but off the field, bringing back Jeff Reinbold, uh, bringing in Scott Milanovic for coaches. I mean, just absolutely amazing. I think Scott Milanovic is here because um, Orlando Steinauer is either going to uh, be winning a Grey Cup this year or he's going to be fired before Labor Day. And Scott Milanovic is going to take over this. Uh, he, he's brought in to take over this team, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, you know, they just they literally signed 
everybody. Ja'Garrett Davis is there, so if they're going to the cup. That's kind of a, a given, isn't it? Um, yes, no, it's not. Because they also signed Bo Levi Mitchell. Now, I have a big problem with that, and that problem is not as prevalent with other people. Um, but I just, I honestly, I don't see Hamilton being able to go the distance with Mitchell. I don't think Mitchell will go the distance. That's my opinion. William Hamilton. You know, one of the things that has changed my mind today about Hamilton is when you guys told me that they uh, signed Duke Williams. I agree with Rudy. Duke Williams, in my mind, is a cancer in the locker room, and he is a guy, and I don't care how many veterans you have, who cannot be controlled. And he makes stupid mistakes and stupid penalties. That's one thing. Other thing is, I don't think Bo Levi Mitchell is healthy, um, but I still think Hamilton will be first in the East because it's the East, and their defense on its own will be killer. But, once again, the big question with Mark with Hamilton is you can bring in all the players you want, but they have to gel. And people always talk about the locker room and and how good the locker room is. I mean, and sometimes when you bring in a bunch of strangers, the locker room's not that great. Go ahead. Yeah. Prime example is the Hamilton Tiger Cats under Kent Austin when he went out in free agency and signed everybody. They went to the Grey Cup, but they sure couldn't perform together. Not worth shit. Um, and that's just a fact. And they've just done it again. So somebody has to be able to pull this team together. Can Orla, uh, Steinauer and uh, Milanovic do that? Possibly. We'll see what happens. Charles, Winnipeg Blue, or sorry, Hamilton Tiger Cats. They definitely have the talent to go all the way. Now let's see if the talent gels. Let's see if Bo Levi Mitchell stays healthy. If those two things don't happen, they're well, not going to get to the Grey Cup. They definitely, I think on paper, they're the most talented team in the Eastern Conference, by in the Eastern Division by far. But getting them to there, that doesn't always happen. So it's all a matter of uh, what happens. I mean, I'm skeptical about Bully by Mitchell staying healthy all season. Uh, so uh, can they? Yes. Will they? Mm, I'm really um, uh, jury's out for me. I. I want to dispute something that you just said. You said that you think mm-hmm. Hamilton is the most talented team in the Eastern Division on paper. On paper, yes. I think it's the most talented team in the CFL on paper. Well, they probably are. I don't dispute I, that either. I, yeah, they, they're just an amazing team right now. They have built a team. They just built it around a question mark. Okay, Rudy. Hamilton Tiger Cats, you're really high on them. Start talking. Yeah. Did we lose Rudy? I think um, 
I think Hamilton. I think Hamilton hosting the uh, the Grey Cup is a big advantage. So I mean, they got they got to beat an average East team like Ottawa or whoever. So that's not a, that's not a tall order. I mean, if Bo is healthy, there's no question they'll get into the game. And I think they're due. To, they got to be due to win a Grey Cup. Like I mean, you can't just keep getting beat every. I mean, they they lost. They should have won in 2021. I can't if they get to the game. I can't see them losing the Grey Cup. I just think it'll kind of be like the Bombers in 2019. They'll just will themselves to a Grey Cup. But who knows? The CFL, Ottawa could be winning the Grey Cup this year for as far as we know. But I think it's I think it's Hamilton's to blow. If they don't win the East, then like someone said earlier, clean house and blow it up and start over. Well, you can't afford not to because you can't afford to keep the team that you got. And yeah, that's the problem sure. with signing free agents on one-year contracts is they're all going to want to raise next year. They can win the Grey Cup um, this year and be in the, in the basement next year. Hundred percent, but they won the Grey Cup, and and that's what they're spending money yeah. on. And and I understand that. I understand what they're doing. I just think they went about it the wrong way, and they and they're not building for the future. That's a that's a big problem for me. Okay, let's talk about the Ottawa Red Blacks. We got Jeremiah Mazzoli, who is coming back from a severe lower leg injury. Um, he's getting a little long in the tooth. Is he? Can he play at a high level? Is he capable of playing at a high level? Was he ever capable of playing at a high level? Ottawa seems to have built themselves a nice little team. They've got a new coach, Bob Dice, who everybody loves. Is Bob Dice going to be able to coach a team, or is he going to try to be everybody's buddy? Uh, Ottawa is the dark horse, in my opinion, in the Eastern Division. They're the ones that could come and take it all. And take it all from everybody. So that that's my opinion on Ottawa. I think they're, they're a real sleeper team this year where Toronto is not. Toronto really doesn't have a lot of left there. I mean, they're they're putting their money on Andrew Harris as the running back and Chad Kelly as their quarterback. So, no, uh, Ottawa is the team in the East that is going to come and surprise a lot of people. William, talk about the Ottawa yeah, Red Blacks. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're winning anything with Jeremiah Mazzoli. You know how high I am on him. Okay. You're not. No, I I think I think Ottawa will be second in the East, and uh, but it will be a huge space between first and second in the East, and you're not going to win anything with Mazzoli, but you could win something with Arbuckle, and I don't think Mazzoli will last the season because he never has lasted a season, so. I don't know if it's a style of play or lack of protection, but who knows? Go ahead. Charles, Ottawa Red Blacks. 
I don't think they're quite ready yet to be a top team. They can potentially sneak through and and surprise everybody and play a great game in the Grey Cup and win, like I said earlier. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team. I don't think they're quite good enough to be the top team um, uh, in the East, but they will be much more competitive previously, and I think they have the chance to be a team that surprises people. Like Will said, I'm not 100% sold on Jeremiah Mazzoli, and a guy coming off of a torn ACL... Even though he's back and they say he's healthy, a lot of times it takes uh, players uh, a season to become really comfortable after a serious injury like that. So uh, I don't know. I, I think they're going to be a middle, a better team, but I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-road team. Rudy? Well, you know what? That's a tough one. I, I, think, I think they'll be better. I have them, well, they play an East-heavy schedule, so they'll probably be around 9 and 9, 8 and 10. But if you play Montreal, a best of 7, so, I mean, in the regular season, so, I mean, they'll get 4 or 5 wins against Montreal. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be 8 and 10, 9 and 9. They'll be in the mix for a playoff spot. Okay, Charles. He did not blow his yeah. ACL. He broke his lower, his shin bone. Yeah. It was a fracture. I thought it was an yeah, ACL. Exactly. No. No, he it's broke a bad his... injury. He fractured his knee. He broke his knee. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. It, 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 it was a yeah, very serious injury, actually. Like well, it I damaged the structure it, of his I, knee. I think he did his AC. Oh, it could be worse. Yeah. I think, didn't he get a helmet directly on the knee so it kind of caved his knee in? Like, I think the helmet caved the the front of his kneecap in. That's kind of the issue. So it's, I don't know how that would feel. I don't think that would feel very good. Probably not, no. Like, and I don't know how you, like, what the recovery and what the pain is, but, yeah. We'll see shortly. Like Will said, Nick Arbuckle is there, and uh, we do have a little bit of faith with him, or at least a lot more than Cody Pajardo. Um, True. Okay. Okay. So let's go over to uh, – got a few minutes left here. Yeah. Okay, uh, another team. That, let's talk about the BC Lions. Uh, I'm not going to say much about them. Uh I think they've slowly and methodically built themselves a bit of a team there. I do question some of the moves, like letting go of Sean Lemon. I have more faith in Vernon Adams than a lot of people around the league. I don't think – he's he's always been a talented quarterback, but he's never been on a competent team. Yes, he's gone from – couple of three different teams, Montreal, a couple of stints in Montreal. He was in Hamilton, and I think he was in Saskatchewan, wasn't he? Um, yep. None of those teams were ever any good, so you can't really shine when your team is garbage around you. I think BC's got a much more solid team around him. 
He was four and two in relief of uh, Nathan Rourke last year without having a training camp with BC, without knowing the playbook, without knowing anything. He walked in and won four, lost two. To me, that shows a, a, a very talented quarterback. And I think coming out of camp uh, with a, more of a rapport with your receivers is, is only advantageous. So I have very high expectations of the BC Lions. Um, I do every year, or at least I'd like to. Um, I don't like the way that everybody writes them off. They wrote them off last year, starting two Canadian quarterbacks. Oh, my God, BC Lions are going to be garbage. And everybody was wrong. Um, I think most people are going to be wrong this year about the Lions. I think they're going to come out and surprise a lot of people. And uh, I'm I'm happy for that. And that's kind of my opinion on it. Um, William. I'll let you go. Um, you know what? Other than other than, and I'm not going to take on individuals. I'm going to say that BC is going to be a solid second or third place team in the West, and that's all you need to be in order to get to the Great Cup. Pretty simple. And they showed that they were consistent and solid last year. And once again, we can argue, but I, I'll. I'll say this to you. I'm thinking they probably had a pretty good chance of going to the Great Cup last year if Nathan Rourke had enough effort. That's simple. So, But this year, I think yeah. it was Vernon Adams and Dane Evans. I think they have the best one-two quarterback in the, in the, in the West, for sure. And I think, uh, you know what? I mean, if, if Vernon Adams isn't playing well, they won't hesitate to put in Dane Adams or Dane Evans, and he showed that he's a competent backup. So they're a second or third place team for sure. Okay, Charles. Yeah, well, I'm kind of in the same boat that you and Will were were, uh, talking about. Uh, I think Vernon Adams has uh, limitless talent. Uh, He's never fully realized it. that could be because of the team, Dion. I mean, let's face it. I, I think we can all agree that this is the best receiving core Vernon Adams has ever had. So if he can't succeed with this receiving core, he may never reach his full potential that everyone expected with him. I, I think that overall this year, actually coming into this year, the Lions are actually a better overall team. I know there's a question mark with the quarterbacks. And running back is a question mark, of course, as well. But I think overall they're a better team at this junction than they were a year ago. Uh, so yeah, can they get to the Great Cup? Absolutely. I think uh, they would. Be, I, I would pick them to finish second in the West. Personally, I think that's uh, very realistic for them. And um, yeah, I think the Lions are uh, definitely a, a, a factor in the uh, in the league this year. So um, much like they were last year. So yeah, they definitely have the capabilities. Yeah, I agree with you on picking them for second in the West, but I'm also giving them a chance for first. So yeah. I'm not the, I would be surprised by that, although it will shock many. Rudy. Well, I think uh, I think they're going to be. Mid, I think they'll be second or third, probably second. And uh, I mean, I think uh, 
sorry, the quarterback. I just he just slipped my mind. Uh, what's the quarterback name again? The starter in BC. Yeah, sorry, Vernon Adams. Adams. He has he has some questions. He has some questions to, to answer because uh, in Montreal he was impatient and he threw the ball away and a lot of interceptions. So I mean, he has to clean that up, and then uh, then I'll be a believer in in BC. But he can. Uh, he didn't have an O line in Montreal. Well, yeah, he, he I mean, was well, running for his life. To, a lot. So. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I mean, it. yeah. Well, I mean, I think him him starting it's a little bit different starting too. And BC was BC was almost kind of BC was uh, well, he was what four and two in a starts last year in BC when he started. Yes. After the injury to work, yeah. So. Yeah, well, I I think BC. I mean, BC is going to be better than Saskatchewan and Edmonton. I think. And Calgary. Well, yeah, yeah, they'll be second. I don't. I have I have BC second, Edmonton third. And Edmonton third. And William, Calgary's who do you BC second or third in the West? Who do you have as the uh, as their challenger? You really want? You really want to know? You're gonna say Saskatchewan? Yep, nope. he is. No, I'm nope. not. Edmonton? Yep. Okay. Third, like I said, BC Edmonton is the toss-up for second and third. I'm telling you. I'm not disputing that. That's why when Regal, a bet Regal came out with the odds, I said throw money on Edmonton. Because because I'm also thinking this year the easy wins are going to be Saskatchewan and Calgary. And I hate to say that, but to me, unless Jake Mayer shows me something special, which I haven't seen it yet, but we'll see. Well, unless they've gone and found somebody else. Yeah, I think, you know what? I think Winnipeg or Calgary's, uh, defensive and offensive line are going to be their strengths this year for sure. Um, but uh, it's, it's the, it's the receivers that scare me. Cause I mean, as far as uh, American receivers, they got Malik Henry, who was a star last year. And uh, Oh my Lord. And Reggie Begleton. And after that, man, they're thin. They're real thin. So they got a whole shitload of Canadian receivers, but I don't know if that scares anybody. So maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe Dave is gearing up to run the ball this year, big time. We'll see. We'll see, because they do have, they do have three running backs, um, two right after uh, Dean Carey that are just as good. Who knows, man? Okay. Very cool. Um, I'm not, we're not going to run through the other teams. Saskatchewan uh, hot garbage. So is Montreal. I mean, they traded quarterbacks. Neither one of them's got a better deal. Um, Toronto. We've already talked about Toronto with a big question mark with Chad Kelly and, and extremely old Andrew Harris and these really new uniforms. 
I mean, I personally, I think anybody playing for the Toronto Argonauts should be embarrassed with these new uniforms. So they're probably going to be hiding. Edmonton Elks, dark horse in the in the Western Division. They're going to surprise a lot of people, and they may surprise the Lions and end up in second place. I would not. I would not be overly surprised with that. I use that word too many times in that sentence, but hey, it's a thing. Anybody got anything to add real quick? We got about 30 seconds left of communications before I'm going to shut the show down. Charles, you have anything to add? Uh, no, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, Rudy, you good? Nope. Yeah, everything's good. Okay. Well, we're going to shut the show down there with a minute and 20 seconds left. And this has been Let's Talk TFL Podcast, episode 531. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We got to talk football. I think we did a pretty good show. Um, we expanded the agenda and, and got to talk about the the teams that matter the most in the CFL. Um, did I just lose Will? No, I lost uh, – Rudy went away. Okay, well, he's gone. Uh, do, 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 do. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. We're one week closer to the season. And William. Good night, everybody. Let's uh, watch some football. I don't know. Is there football this weekend? I think there is. Or this week? Yeah, there's two games on Saturday. Two of them are on at the same time. Oh, okay. See, girl, like, watch one of them. We got some time here, Charles. Uh, William, you don't have to run away real fast. Um, okay. Because usually when you finish this, you just hang up. But uh, I'm looking hey, for Charles, my CFL. Hey, for those uh, games or not? What's that? Is there a link for those uh, preseason games? Uh, it's all through the CFL.ca website. Oh, okay. I'll have to take a look. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's two games on Saturday. Oh, this, this show's over, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Later, bye.